Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. What's up, party people? It's your host, Josiah Novak, back again with a brand new episode today. Today we're sitting down with Chris Wilson. He is the head strength coach over at Critical Bench. You can check them out at criticalbench.com, and he's also the host of the Strong by Design podcast. Chris and I sit down today to talk about fitness for guys who have kids. We're talking about faith, getting your life together. I think you're going to love this one. Make sure you check out Critical Bench, criticalbench.com, youarestrongbydesign.com, and be sure to check out Chris's YouTube channel. Just search for Critical Bench. They have a massive YouTube channel. Chris is an amazing guy, was fortunate enough to be on his show, and now we finally got a chance to sit down on mine. Sit back, relax, and check out today's episode. And before you go, make sure you download our free guide, the Look Good Naked Guide, lookgoodnaked.co. That's lookgoodnaked.co. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode with Chris Wilson. Chris, man, what's up, brother? Welcome uh, to the show. I'm pumped that you're here. I'm pumped to be here, man. I'm so glad uh, you you reached out and we're making this happen. Yeah, no, I know you're down in uh, beautiful Florida. I uh, I woke up this morning and the the chill that hit me when I opened the garage to work out was you know a reality check. So I'm I'm jealous of of where you are, man. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Uh, we're coming into actually my favorite part of the year, which is like once November gets here, uh, we, we get a few moments in the mornings and evenings right now where it cools down nice, but when the humidity really dissipates once November comes, and then you have some of these like 70 degree, just super low humidity days, and it's great. And that's, it's almost more fun to go to the beach then when the water starts to get too cold to swim in, but you're just to be at the beach totally. on those, on those days where you're not even like getting hot. It just feels, feels good. That's, it's fun, man. I, I don't take it for granted for a second. We are blessed. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. I, I, I love Florida. It's one of my favorite places and I got a chance to take our boys down there this year for the first time. And uh, they fell in love with it, man. They were like, they asked me probably every week, like, daddy, when, when are we going to drive, you know, 17 hours again? To go to Florida? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably not next week, son. <laughs> we'll see. Let me Maybe check my next calendar. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Yeah, man. You know, Florida is such a, a mishmash of people from all over the world and, and, and all over our country, but all over the world. Seriously. And um, it's, uh, it's really, I love where we've settled in, which is that Tampa Clearwater area. Um, so we're, I'm a West Coaster. Uh, I just, we have everything at our, at our reach here, uh, from beaches to amusement parks, to great restaurants. Uh, there's never, you know, to playgrounds and parks every five feet, never a shortage of, of something to do here. So, um, I, I'm just very fortunate, you know, yep. I could drive 10 minutes over the bridge here and then walk right over, you know, over, uh, like a walking bridge over the water, over the Gulf, over the, uh, Tampa Bay. You know, it's just, you know, if we do that, we, sometimes we just, hey, let's not work out today. Let's just go walk. Yeah. You know, so you get outside, you get that fresh ocean air, um, get some sun. It, it's awesome. Dude, that is, yeah, that's paradise, man. That's, that's <laughs> a blessing. Um, 
So you mentioned you're a West Coaster. How, how did your journey start, man? Because I know mm. like critical bench now is is huge, but I'm curious to know the a little bit about the beginning days uh, in sure. your early journey. Certainly. Uh, well, I'll go all the way back to high school. I'm actually best friends with Mike Westerdahl, who started Critical Bench. We grew up together. Uh, well, he actually grew up in Virginia, moved to Connecticut, uh, I think the summer before sophomore year in high school. We became very good friends, played football together, and stayed really good friends through college. We went to two different Connecticut universities. He went to Central, I went to Eastern but we were not that far from each other. So we, we stayed close. And at the end of his college uh, career is when he started Critical Bench, but just as like kind of a, um, it was something that he had, he kind of had to create through school. He had to basically create like a working website that could, um, uh, that, that could generate, uh, you know, business and he created Critical Bench because he loved bench press. He had to do a lot of bench press for football, loved it. So he's like, I'll just create a website that helps people increase their bench. And he did that. And then all of a sudden he started getting orders coming in. And he's like, holy crap, like this works. <laughs> this is, you know, it's over 20 years ago now, right? So this is before any social media, right? This is when, when websites were kind of the big thing. And so he's, he was hand making personalized bench press programs for people to increase their bench by 50 pounds in 10 weeks. That was his thing based on where you were, what he could get you to, to do. Right. And so he was, you know, making these himself and shipping them out as before digital anything. Right. You weren't making PDFs and giving them a, you were hand making stuff and, and shipping it. And so, that was critical bench in the beginning. It was all about strength and powerlifting and bodybuilding, right? It was all muscle and very masculine. And I, you know, again, we were very good friends at this time, but I was like, I was kind of, I was in the health niche at that time. When I graduated college, I, I was working for world gym chain. I was, I was uh, running, working the front desk. I was personal training. I was doing all that stuff. Funny story, uh, four time, uh, four-time uh, Olympia champion uh, Jay Cutler was actually in my uh, class for getting certified as a trainer back before anybody even knew who he was. Uh, he's originally from the from Connecticut, and uh, so he was in my class, sat like a row or two behind me or next to me, and he was like guest posing, you know, taking his shirt off because everyone could tell he was like freaky muscular, you know, right. really big. But this is like 1998 and 1999, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, so I, I really got, I was very green, but I really loved exercise. I really loved uh, strength training. Um, and I'm sure I was doing a lot of stuff wrong, <laughs> but nonetheless, I loved it. And I was working out every day. I was in the best shape of my life in my early 20s, no, no doubt about it. Um, and after I worked for this world gym uh, chain for a few years and was exposed to some really smart and, and gifted um, people in the business. I ended up start, uh, working for a private facility called Body Tuning, mm. uh, which is up in Southwest Connecticut. And this is a, uh, like a private training situation with a high dollar. And it paid me very well, but I was also learning a lot. We And, I, and again, uh, you recall a person by the name of Charles Poliquin, you probably yep. heard of that name, right? Yep. Uh, he actually uh, had, there was a relationship created between him and the owner of my business who had took me under his wing. And Charles used to come to our facility quite often and we would learn directly from him. Uh, so there was a lot of good learning happening. So it was, 
in just a matter of a few years, I really fast forwarded my way into a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, you know, training 50, 60 hours a week with clients, uh, mostly affluent people, um, but also started working with athletes. I was working with these, you know, these 40, 50, 60 year old people who had a lot of money, who had children who were getting into high school sports. So we started to be able to work with a lot of athletes. So again, a lot of learning happening for me, those late nineties, early, early two thousands. Then I actually, when I moved to Florida in 02, I ended up working, uh, I needed more money. I, I, cause I was working for like a, a YMCA and another fitness center. When I first moved down here, I had two jobs and I was making like not even half the money I was making in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need like a, a, a payday. I need a, like a, a full-time job and then I'll do this on the side. So that's what I did. I started working in the furniture business <laughs> and was making good money there though, actually. And worked for a really exciting, fun furniture business over on the East Coast. As, when I first moved to Florida, I was in the Fort Lauderdale area. Very mm-hmm. exciting times, uh, fun area to live in when you're young. That's where I met my wife. And I was doing part-time training, but it was good because I had a good rapport with like several clients that I was working with. And I worked actually at the facility I I trained people in, uh, Darren Charles, who was a really high level bodybuilder, pro bodybuilder. Again, I was always around a lot of these like high level people. I was, uh, got the, befriended him and uh, used to see him and his crazy muscles uh, every morning and uh just had fun you know i was having fun fitness for me has always been fun exciting um the the energy that you get in the in in the facility um you know and 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 the personality and the characters you know it was always you know you get this one guy that always wears the same outfit every time he comes you know he always you know and it's like yep there he is you know or you had the real sweaty guy on the on on the cardio who brings in like four towels and drapes them all around him because he knows he's going to sweat so much right everybody has these guys every gym so i was still doing that and getting satisfying my fitness need and making money but working for full-time in furniture. And I did that for a number of years. And then when that kind of faded away and the recession came, I lost my furniture job, lost the position as a general manager. And so I ended up becoming a GM at a, a fitness center, a, a tennis and fitness center. And so I kind of fell full-time back into what I loved. Mm-hmm. And so I was not only training people, I was managing other trainers and I was managing a whole facility. And I got to play tennis every, every week, which was, I mean, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> so I had a really good thing going there for a while. So I've been blessed with some really great job opportunities and always tried to make sure that where I worked was fun. Mm. Cause I think that's where so many people are, have gone wrong in life. Um, is they just work is just work. Yeah. You know, there's no enjoyment, you know, they go to their job and it's just like everything they can do to get through their day. And then, you know, and then boom, it's just, it's Tuesday. Here we go again. Yeah. I, I've never wanted to, to be in that position. I've always wanted to be excited about what I had in front of me, you know, and I think if most people can find that everything changes in their life. And so I got back into fitness full time, still learning, learning from other, other trainers and stuff. You know, when you're young and you're trying new things, you, and, and I, at this point, you know, I've been in tra- in fitness for 10 plus years, you know, you start to lose 
uh, I don't say lose your mojo, but you start kind of getting comfortable with your approach to, to, to clients and stuff. So yeah. it was fun to be exposed to like some of this new blood and be like, oh, you know what? I like that. I like that energy. I like what this person's bringing, you know, and you start kind of like picking and picking, picking off from other, what other people are doing and applying it to, to your own training and stuff. So it was, uh, I was still learning. Sure. And, and that was fun. And then 2013 came and Mike and I still friends all this time, critical benches, you know, kind of getting leveling up, getting this next level. And actually it was 2012 because that's when we started really talking seriously about me working for critical bench. Mm. I had helped Mike in previous years when he'd sponsor a powerlifting meet or something. And I would go and be part of it and spot the guys squatting 700 pounds, you know, and, and it was really fun to be around all that. But this was a very different conversation. This was me talking with one of my best friends about working for him and his business. And we took that very seriously. We actually talked about it for like over six months about like, can we make this work? Are we willing to try it? What if it doesn't work out? Is our friendship screwed over? You know, it was a very serious um, thing. And so we just decided to do it. And I, I'm not going to say that those first, you know, that first year wasn't a little bumpy. It, it had great moments and it had some bumpy mo moments where we had some tough conversations but we, we wouldn't recommend it to most people working for your best friend doesn't often, it's just tough. It's just yeah. tough. You know, you're merging two worlds together, but we, we got through it and we're doing better than ever. Like it's just, he's the boss, but he's my friend. And we know like how to, how to manage that. And about that time is when critical bench started going in a different direction in terms of not just having the appeal to the strength guys. It was more mass appeal. We, uh, trying to help people in pain, trying to help people fix their posture, right? Trying to help people, you know, clean up this, uh, you know, the nutrition here, right? It wasn't just all pro bodybuilding tips and bench press. It was a lot of other stuff. So we started more, you know, uh, more appeal to an older audience and to more fem female audience. Mm -hmm. And that's really what changed the game for us is we, be, you know, we just had that uh, much more impact much more ripple effect, not so niche. And, and, and since then, and we've just been riding that wave. We've just been riding that wave and, you know, a lot of content. We just pump out the content, obviously. Our, we do, Josiah and I have talked about our YouTube. YouTube has been a, a my, it was my baby. When I started here at Critical Bench, we had a YouTube channel, but it was, I didn't really have much of an upload schedule. It was just like, whenever Mike had footage from like a powerlifting meet or, you know, had an interview with somebody like a video would go up. Sure. My main thing was put a video up every single day when I got here. And so I would go and by myself with my tripod and my camera and I'd make a bad video. Cause let me tell you, my first few hundred videos were not that good uh, at all. So if you're listening out there and you like to make videos, make a lot of them and get all the bad ones out of your system. Yes, and I'm not, and I'm still capable of making a not so good video right now. So I, I, let's not say that uh, that's not still a possibility. Still really, we, we've honed in on, we, we know how to make the bad stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Make a lot of bad ones because you're going to find, you're going to find a groove in there and you're just going to get better at creating. And, um, and again, you know, then we, you know, we got the podcast and we got, uh, we're, we're creating special content for Amazon. 
Uh, and then not to mention all of our products and programs and stuff that we make, you know, where we hit, you know, whether it's a video sales letter or a really nice sales page that leads to a, you know, really awesome program, you know, funnel, anyone yeah. listening, you know, where you have different, you get the front end thing and then you have upsells and downsells and all kinds of other options, right? Josiah knows what I'm talking about. So, yeah. you know, we've, it's taken a lot of work to get here, but here we are after over 20 years and uh, I'm just so happy to be part of a, a great team of people here in our office and then around the world that we have support staff all around the world virtually. That's incredible, man. Yeah. How, cause I'm sure a lot of the guys listening and, and, and females too, you know, you have a lot going on. You have a, a massive company, you have, you know, podcasts, you got to do like this one with me who, you know, guys all over the world who you're like, I don't really know you, but I'll spend an hour with you, right? <laughs> like, and then you have your family, but then you also have your faith, your fitness, all the things that are important to you. How do you manage? And I, first of all, I hate the word balance because I think you and I would both agree that yes. that's a false idea. It doesn't really work that way. But how do you manage it all? How do you right. get it all done? Right. Yes. Uh, we've had many conversation here, Mike and I, about balance. And uh, life is about it's, it is more management. It's about assessing on a regular basis the different areas of your life and what one needs more of your time and energy. Um, it's very hard to keep everything at an A, right? Very hard. Um, so how do I manage it myself? Uh, first of all, as a guy who has, you know, I, I, I do have a strong faith. We are a, a, an office filled with, with Christians. We are, that's, that's our, that's where we plug into. That's our power source. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll pray before meetings, you know, well, uh, that's just where we are. We're spiritual people. Now, if you're listening and that's not you, that I, I, I get it. I get it. But that's just you know, speaking from my personal experience. We're a, a, a fitness business operated by Christians. So we, that we tap into that for, and it's one of our core values is faith, to be honest. Yeah. Um, now, so I use that. Okay. We are very supportive here at work. That, that, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. How do I get through it? I have team members. When I walk in the door, I have people that are happy that I'm here. Mm. I have people that I know have my back and they know I have their back. Um, we, I look forward to Mondays. It's what I said earlier. Like for us, sometimes Monday feels like Friday. Now I'm, I might've just come off a great weekend with, with my family but I'm excited to get back at it. I'm excited to get, I know I got 18 things in front of me and I'm excited to just get started. Um, and I think a lot of people don't have that. So that right there helps me manage things in life because I, I don't have things in my day to day that I, I'm not looking forward to, I guess you could say. Mm. I look forward on the days when I have to leave to go coach my son's little league. Why? Cause I, it's time with my kid and it's time doing something I love, which is being active with kids. And my son gets to see me interact with his friends. And then we all have fun together, you know? So that, that fills me up. Mm. You know, my cup never seems to, to be poured out or ne never seems to be emptied. I guess you could say. So there's so many things that feed into that though. Like, again, I, I work with my best friend. I work with supportive team members, right? I work with, or, or I, I, when I go home, I have a family 
a, a son and a daughter and a wife that I know love me with all their heart and we have so much fun together. So I feel support there and I feel um, uh, just energized and strength from that. And so all these things just make me want to be better, be stronger, carry the, carry the load. Cause I know I can, I know I can do it as, as the man that I'm created to be. I just gotta, I just gotta put that yoke on, right? I gotta put that yoke on because I also know that someone else is with me helping carry the load. Sure. And I'm, I'm not afraid to, to man up. Um, I'm very much a believer that we are created. We are designed as men to be workers. Mm. We are workers, man. And I think that a lot of men who don't maybe feel that, um, I think they also feel a sense of loss or a, a confusion in their life. Guys who maybe are a little bit more lazy, you know, let's just get right to it, right? The guys that don't have the drive or the incentive, they sit around, they play too many video games, they, 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 maybe they're, they're out of work for extended periods of time, right? Uh, there's nothing out there. I can't find anything, you know? Well, how hard are you, how hard are you really digging in? You know, I'll tell you what, when I was fired from the furniture business because of the recession and I was the low hanging fruit, I was a young GM of a, of a un, underperforming store. Mm. I didn't see it coming, but you know, a lot of people didn't see things coming and, uh, you know, and the guy, a VP walks in my office, I'm canned. I was in the parking lot leaving on the phone with the vice president of my former company getting, making sure that I could go because I left on very good terms. It was a, a move across the state. Mm. I ended up getting a job over the phone with my former company before I got home. So when I told my wife I was fired today, I said, but I was hired today too. I got a job. I'm starting next week. Yeah. Already. Now that's the, that's, I've always been built that way. I will find a job. I don't care what it is. I will find work. And I think, when you have that approach, it bleeds into everything. It bleeds into my fitness. It bleeds into my work, getting my t finding time for my workouts. I am depressed on days. And this is, let me finish that statement. I am depressed on days when I am in my facility filming days where I'm managing, directing other talent that comes in the film and I can't even work out. Mm. I don't have the time to work out, but I'm in my facility. I'm in 4,000 square feet of weights and, and fun stuff to do, but I can't lift the weight because I'm directing a, a, a filming session. Mm. And then I have to go home because it's like time to go home. I got other things I got to get to. And I'm like, I didn't get my workout in. <laughs> I'm almost like in the car. Like I need like a good audio book or a podcast to like pick me back up. You know, I'm like yeah. upset, you know, uh, but that's how much it means to me to, you know, to, to do the things that I I'm passionate about, uh, that I love, you know, working on the stuff that I work at here, getting my workouts in, you know, helping my son in little league or going to his Taekwondo class or, you know, being part of things. Mm. I love to be part of things. Um, and I think a lot of people, a lot of parents, you know, they get so caught up in one area of their life, you know, so we're talking about back to this balance thing or managed thing. We, so many people, high achievers, professional people, career minded people, they get so caught up in their career that everything else like blinders. I gotta, I gotta make the money. I gotta support my family, blah, 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 blinders, men and women. Yeah. And then other stuff gets pushed aside. They don't take the time. You have to, 
you have to take the time for those other things too. Everything matters. It all matters. What do you do? Just work your butt off when your kid's a five years old and you're going to wake up one day and your kid's graduating high school and you're going to be like, I don't have much of a relationship with my kid. Well, how much time did you invest in them? Mm. My son and I have an amazing relationship. He's just turned nine years old this month and he's like, we're, we're best buds, but I'm, I'm also dad. I don't let him walk all over me. He knows that, you know, daddy, <laughs> daddy's daddy. Like you, you got to respect daddy, but he also feels the, the other side of it. He feels the warmth. I'll tickle his back. I'll, I'll pray with him in bed. I'll do, you know, and, and I'm just fortunate that I got that as a kid from my mom, from my brothers, even from my dad, who was a real tough, abusive alcoholic Marine. Um, he still actually had a loving side to him when he was sober, uh, but really got it from my mom and my brothers. My two older brothers were identical twins. Mm. And I say were cause one of them is in heaven. Um, uh, it's, I was so fortunate to have that because I can share that with my family, with my son, with my daughter, with my wife. Um, I was blessed. I know I'm going all over the map, but no, it's, it's the only way I'm able to manage stuff in my life is because I have God in my corner. I have amazing people I'm surrounded by on a daily basis. And I love what I'm walking into. I love my job environment. I love my work. I love coaching other kids. I, I, you know, I get so much and that's what keeps my cup full. I just said to my wife the other day, I'm like, when people feel drained and stressed and, and, and undervalued and all this stuff, it's because their cup is, they're trying to pour an empty cup. Mm -hmm. You need to find things in your life that you can plug into that fill your cup up. Mine never runs out. Yeah. My cup just never, I'm not saying I don't have bad days. We all do. We all have those moments, but it's not the whole, it's, I'll say I have moments in the day. To me, most days are never bad as a, as a whole. I might have moments, an hour, 10 minutes, you know, you get angry at something, something pisses you off, uh, you get bad news, but I'm able to overcome it, uh, it because I have all these other great things working in my favor. You know, I've been making bank deposits for a long time. Mm. And so when I need little withdrawals, it's no problem. I barely feel it. I barely feel those bad moments because I've been, I've been making those big deposits for so long and other people have been, it's almost like, you know, other people are depositing into my account for me mm. with all the people. And I've just been so blessed to be around so many great people uh, in my life who, uh, you know, just help, help, help me, help me get through things. Um, I'm in a Wednesday night men's group right now with just a, sitting in a living room with a bunch of guys who were just, looking for a, looking for support mm. you know it's great it's great i recommend that to any to any man whether you're again whether you have strong faith or not create your own group it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a, a, a christian or a bible-based men's group it could be a men's group about something else surround yourself with other guys or or other people you know that can help you and, and, and in turn you help them. Uh, we all need that, we need that connection. And I think a lot of people are so isolated anymore, especially with COVID, yeah. depression and people just don't feel right and they, don't, they feel a disconnect, yeah, it is. 
And you don't have people uh, filling that cup. Uh, it, it's a tough, it's a tough, going to be a tough go for you. Yeah. It's, I think anybody listening, I mean, uh, you know, would, would, would never disagree or, or say, ah, I don't want all of that. Right. I don't want to feel filled and, you know, I have the happiness and the energy when I walk into work. I mean, nobody would argue against that wanting that. Right. I think a lot of guys struggle with where to start. You know, it's like, gee, man, like, I love what you're saying, Chris. Like, yeah, I, I like, I need to fill my cup up. I need to, do all this stuff and to be with my kids and like, but it's like, they're, they're afraid almost. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. where, where do we even begin? I know. Well, it's, it's the getting started. That's the toughest part. But like you talk, like we talked about on the, the episode on, on, on strong by design with you. Yeah. We talked about your 10 minute rule, you know, yeah. and Lee Hayward, a close friend of ours. He's also a huge YouTuber. Um, He's a, he's a, a newer a newer dad. He has a little boy who's absolutely adorable. Uh, he follows this ten minute rule too. He's like doing anything if it's not just all already a built in habit, already part of your routine. Doing anything new, you, you know, it can be tough for anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Getting started, opening a book, <clears throat> but you know, if you read those first few pages and they and they grab you it's going to really be hard to put the book down. Right. Mm. Very hard, but just getting the book off the shelf. That's the first step. Okay. So you got to walk over this. Uh, follow me now. You got to walk over to the bookshelf, grab the book, put the book somewhere strategic where you cannot miss it. Right. Right. And then open the cover and get those first few pages read. Now that might take people years. Right. Uh, you know, that might take people years. Yeah. I've been meaning to read that book. I know it's good. People have told me it's really good. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. You know, and that that's life for so many people in all areas of their life. Yep. Do it for 10 minutes. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get swallowed up in it. And it's you're going to get so much more than 10 minutes. Like, what do you do? You go out. It's like, you know what? I, I didn't get my exercise in today. It's nine o'clock. The kids are in bed. My wife's tired. She's probably going to go to sleep here soon. But I didn't get my workout in, man. I know. I just go outside and walk. I'll walk with my dog or I'll just walk by myself. I'll put my headphones on, whatever. 10 minutes. Let me just go do 10 minutes. Guess what's going to happen? It's probably going to be nice out because it's nighttime, yep. nice and cool, whatever. It's going to feel good. You're going to do a hell of a lot more in 10 minutes. You might probably walk for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Yep. Maybe listen to a whole playlist, you know? And then what's going to happen is you're going to get back. You're going to feel so good. You're going to feel so proud of yourself and it's going to be really hard to forget that feeling. Mm. And so what the whole idea is build, build that momentum, do something once for 10 minutes. I promise you, you'll probably do it for longer. And that could be, you know, food prepping. That could be, you know, you know, a body weight exercise that could be reading a book that could be, you know, I used to love drawing. I don't draw anymore, but it used to really make me feel good. And I loved it as a kid. I always, you know, maybe I should just draw a doodle for like 10 minutes and just see what happened. Maybe you, maybe create something that's really amazing. And then you tap into those, those feelings that you used to have when you were a kid, you know, that, that feel good. You know, most of us, we stopped doing all these things that gave us so much life when we yeah. were children, we, we get away from them a hobby of some kind, a sport, an activity. And then we're like, ah, like we, we got too old. You're never too old for just about anything. Maybe contact football is maybe out of your question, you know, 
but you're never too old to like go out if you want to play tennis yeah or you know do and go do it for a minute you know go do it for a minute and tell me you know go get to the gym just pull up into the parking lot and walk to the door you're going to stay longer than 10 minutes it's just getting there like yeah. you said getting started so hard for people but don't live, you know, people are just living with these like wishes and regrets. Like, I wish I did this. I, why did I, why, why didn't I do that? You know, it's so much more life giving to just put yourself out there, pick one thing and make that one thing like that. That's the, that's the thing I'm going to do this year. Yep. You know, that's the, you know, I'm going to read, I'm going to read five books this year or whatever, you know, and or it doesn't even have to be, don't wait till January 1st to make these choices, to make these decisions. It can happen now. Say, I'm going to read one book before the end of the year, right? Here we are, mid-October. I don't know when this goes live, but, you know, maybe it goes live in a couple of weeks. You still got time in, in 2020. Sure. And so pick that one thing and just give it 10 minutes of your time or give it, you know, three minutes of your time. Maybe you want to med do med meditation or something, deep breathing drills or, you know, I mean, it, there's so much um, there's so much time in our day, Josiah, but people really want to make the this 24 hours feel like it goes by in a snap. How many of those how many of those minutes and hours were really helping you out? Hmm. You know, were you really investing in something in yourself or in someone else? Uh, I think there's a lot of wasted time scrolling on our phones. Gosh. Sure you could have been doing so much more with your time than just sitting there in la la land, scrolling, tapping into that uh, little, what is it? Ox, uh, ox uh, whatever. Uh, the, what do you get? You get that release? Uh, dopamine. Yeah. dopamine. Yeah. The dopamine hits scroll. Right. Ah, ooh, scroll. Ah, ooh. And you do that for an hour. How, you know, there's so much more like good stuff that you could be doing right now. And obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not perfect. Here's my cell phone right here. Sure. I, I do it too, but I catch myself. I try to catch myself. I really do. I'm like, ah, what can I be doing right now that just makes more sense than this? You know, One that, of the most that, powerful things I ever did, because uh, I love that point you just made, was I, I took for, for like four days, I wrote down what I did every minute of the day. So like I analyzed every single minute. So like on the hour, I had to go back and say, what did I do for the last hour? And it was like really scary how much time <laughs> I was wasting. Scary, right? Like eye-opening. And so if you just did that for like three days. Right. Right? And, and then you look, oh my gosh, look how many hours. Yeah. That were like wasted. Totally wasted. Wasted. I could have listened to a podcast, you know, that, you know. I mean, I try, so I think that's maybe a great segue. I try to cram as much in as I can. Mm. I'm listening. I'm just about to finish an audio book. I just started Friday of last week. Mm. I'm just about to finish it. And then what's going to happen? I'm going to download another audio book. I'm listening to this audio book. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's so good. I love it. I sound like Donald Trump. It's unbelievable. It's tremendous. It's amazing. <laughs> I was say, it's a great, great yeah, they love me. They love me over there. Um, perfect. It's perfect. So this audiobook's great. Now, when that ends, I'll probably download another one, but I might take in a few podcasts because I have like a 30-minute drive to the office and a 30-minute drive home. That's an hour of my day 
where I can listen to audiobooks, I can listen to podcasts, I, was, I, I listen to worship music a lot, it would pump me up, I'll listen to a couple, like Love God, Love love People, Danny Gokey, if that doesn't get you fired up, you got no heart, yeah. um, and I just, I'm trying to maximize my moments, I guess, so when I get to the office, usually what I, I jumped on with you when I first got here, but I like to sit and I do devotional for 10 minutes. Mm. I'll, I'll read, I'll read a devotion. I re, I'll read some Bible passage and I just, I feel better. I feel like, okay, the trajectory of my day is now better because I'm in a great mindset right now. I got my kids all set for school. I got them there. Hugs and kisses, feeling good there. Crushed an audio book on the way into work. Got my devotional done. Boom. Let's, let's do this, you know? And then by lunchtime, I'm like, I already got my number one priority done. I think a lot of people go through life with no plan. So I have a, you know, I'm just, I work on a computer for a living. Mostly I work in, I work out in our gym too. You know, I do physical stuff, but most of my time, most of my hours in the day are spent on a computer. Mm. So I have my whole day planned out for me in advance. My whole agenda for the week is pretty like I'm already building into next week. Right. So I know exactly what I'm going to be focused on on Monday. And I think a lot of people don't have that sometimes. Mm. And when you don't have that, um, you're kind of taking each day on its as it comes at you. I like to kind of plan a little bit. Doesn't mean that I can't make shifts and stuff, but I like to have a plan, and I'll make tweaks in the moment. But have having that that that, that those goals and stuff are 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 real. It's real, and it's actionable when it's written down. Don't just have it in your head. I think that's another, you know, where a lot of people go wrong and I'm, I'm just a broken record because I've heard this from every high achieving successful person is you, it's not real until it's written, you know, mm. I love so that. like, like what you did where you wrote down every hour, what you were doing. It wasn't real. If you just thought about it, it was yeah. real when it was on paper and you read it and it was like staring at you and you're like, Whoa, look how many hours I could have like, I could have been doing an online course. I could have been, you know, learning how to play the guitar. I could have been reading a book, you know, whatever. Sure. And, and so we have to just find those moments, dude. We have to find those moments. You know, sometimes if I only have 15 minutes at the house or something, I'll, I'll still grab my son and go out. Let's throw the ball. I only have 15 minutes. Let's go throw the ball for 15 minutes. You know, let's make something he'll never forget that. I'll never forget it. And those extra 50 throws mean something. They matter. So don't ever, anyone listening right now, don't ever minimize, <clears throat> minimize the effect that 10 or 15 minutes can have mm. on your life. It can be the, the best thing you did all day. I agree a hundred percent, man. I mean, it's, it, it's exactly why I encourage those small deposits because it's, amazing so i it can be on one of either side right so people realize that once they start analyzing everything the little bad habits that, that they do throughout the day like the little snacks right if we relate it to fitness or the little binge you know on on instagram uh those things add up and they compound but the same can be true with the positive side right where it's like i wrestle with my sons for five minutes right? It, it, yeah. Okay. Do I want to stop the momentum of work to like go down to the basement and wrestle with my kids? Not really. Right. Cause I, I have this work momentum going, but then I do it. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I need to do this like every hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you realize these little things, they add up. Um, 
I think we overestimate, I don't know what the quote is exactly, but it was like, we, we overestimate uh, the big stuff and we underestimate the little stuff. Something yes. like that. It's probably, probably yep. butchering it, but it, it's so true, man. Like, it's so true. Uh, it is so true. We, we just don't value those little deposits as much, but it's just like investing or, or anything related to getting better at something. You invest a little bit every day into your retirement fund or wherever you put yep. your money. And then it's like, you look in 10 years from now, you're like, whoa, whoa. Like, how did that happen? Whoa, where'd that $100,000 come from? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not a humble brag or anything. I just looked at a savings account because I have it on autopilot. And I swear to God, I was like, whoa, like that's cool. Because as 10 years ago, as a guy who refused to save a lot of money, I'm like, all right, I put it on autopilot. I don't think about it. It's not a lot of money that I'm saving every day or week or whatever, but it's like five bucks a day. It's like, oh, wait a second. Like now I have a ton of savings in there and that's crazy. Like I just didn't think about yeah. how impactful that would be. I know. And you don't even feel that at the time. Everybody's got three bucks or five bucks they can part with. Right. I mean, you know, the, the, the coffee I didn't need to buy or, you know, I could have made it here at the office. Yeah. I'm not going to miss that. It's not going to make my life worse. But if I take that money and do something different with it, if I take that time and I do something different with that little bit of time, if I do that over and over and over again, that compound effect, you cannot get, you cannot deny the compound effect on any area of your life. You cannot. Science is a beautiful thing. I mean, it is. it's how we're, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian too, but I like to say that science is like our discovery of, of, of God, right? It's like how, how he made this incredible yes. system. But compound interest is one of those things. It's like we, we get to compound what we do over time and it, it, it builds on itself. Uh, and you look back and you're proud of all these little deposits you made. Or it could be the opposite. You, you could yes. be depressed about these little deposits that you didn't make or that you did make into something that wasn't serving you. That's right. Um, so which true. leads me to this because I, I don't want to I don't want to wrap up before we talk about your podcast, Strong by Design. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on it. Actually, I think might be your most recent YouTube video. It's pretty cool. It just uh, went live. It just went live this week. Yep. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, snap. This is pretty awesome. Um, so talk, talk to me about the the message behind the podcast and, and what it's all about so our listeners can make sure. 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 No, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. It's kind of a double meaning. We, we actually met with our uh, mentor of ours uh, several years back to help us create core values in our business key principles that guide us in all decision-making in the business. And there's seven of them. Hmm. And it's cool. It's an acronym, actually. PIGS PDF is the acronym. <laughs> that, that, way I, that way I can never forget one of the core values, right? That's so awesome. it's, it's, it's passion. It's integrity. It's gratitude. Service. Positive attitude. Decisiveness. And faith. Hmm. And as you can tell, I did that without looking at anything because I went by my <laughs> I went by my acronym. And then we have you know a little breakdown for what each of those means. But in creating those on that day with our mentor Ron, Mike and I, we wanted to come up with something like a mantra or something that you know. And strong by design just ended up coming up. Mm. And I think it was Ron that that, that coined it. And it's a twofold meaning. We are created strong by design, by our creator, okay? There's nothing more impressive than the human body, than everything uh, that goes into it. 
right down to one piece of DNA that's three billion characters long. Right. Okay. Uh, that's design, folks. It's not random chance. It's it's designed by a designer, just like all things that are impressive, right? A program is created by a programmer, designed by a designer, a building by a builder, right? Yep. We are created by something. And, but we have to also live strong by design. We design our lives, our lifestyle, things that we've talked about in this discussion today. Okay, we can either live you know, with laziness and with regret and with, um, you know, lo low drive uh, and, and just kind of just go through our day or we can create and design the lives that, that we want, that we desperately want. And we just have to be willing to put in the work and create that momentum. So we are both created strong, but then we have to live strong as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the double meaning behind strong by design. I love and it. So we, we were made, what, what we say then is made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we, we try to get into all those different areas on our show. So we, we are very comprehensive. We are all over the map when it comes to health, faith, fitness, relationships. We, we talk about anything on this show, pretty much anything goes, Even, you know, business, like we'll talk about it all because it's all connected. Sure. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, where can people connect with you? Uh, a lot, you know, besides the podcast, where else can they get more from you? Of course, absolutely. Uh, I mean, one of our best places to get to know us, cri who Critical Bench is, would be our YouTube, just because it's it's such a big, uh, big part of my life here at the office. So you just go to youtube.com slash critical bench, or just type critical bench into YouTube. We have 35 hundred videos plus uh, we have two different channels we have a main channel and then we have a little little baby channel she's got like thirty two thousand subs and like seven million views just a little right. just a little redheaded stepchild yeah <laughs> and uh our, our big one though is you know as we just crossed a, the hundred million uh view threshold recently and seven hundred thousand subs and it's just it's not slowing down anytime soon we're grinders we're gonna keep putting contact uh, uh content up there so that's a good spot to find us you can go to at the critical bench on instagram but you know really go to the podcast uh strong just type strong by design into any uh podcast platform uh we're i think we have 133 episodes right now we've only been creating for about two and a half years at this point awesome. uh but we i really enjoy it i really love the podcast and we all take turns here collectively like hosting that's so we'll awesome. do internal shows together or, you know, coach Tanya or myself or Mike, or, you know, we, we, we spread it around uh, who's hosting. And, and so it's, it's a collective effort. I love it, man. Well, Chris, I'm gonna have to have you back on the show. Cause I feel like we just kind of started tapping into the, the great stuff. Um, so I'm sure my listeners and me selfishly will want you back uh, ASAP uh, to talk more, man. Cause we could talk all day about all types of different things, but I appreciate yes. you spending time with me, uh, giving me some YouTube tips and uh, just chatting about life and, and how we can be better men. Uh, it's, it's, it's important, man, um, especially in these crazy days and times that we're living in. So no doubt, no doubt. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, be safe. And uh, I will talk to you soon, man.
It's been a blessing. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.